Hey Siri, play Social Geek Radio. Okay, Social Geek Radio podcast coming up. Hello, geeks, and welcome to Social Geek Radio. I'm Jack Munson, your host and marketing conciliary. Today's guest is Nicole Sala, and today's episode is brought to you by Exults and the newest member of the social geek community, ServiceMinder. ServiceMinder is the platform for managing and operating home services brands, from tracking marketing efforts to delivering professional online proposals directly to clients, to lead capture, to automating daily tasks. ServiceMinder provides unique tools and integrations designed to make your brand stand out from competitors. See why ServiceMinder currently supports more than 50 home services franchise brands and integration partners. Book a demo today at serviceminder.io. Nicole Sala is the Chief Marketing Officer at Kitty Academy, and she joins us for the first time today on Social Geek. Hey, Nicole, how are you? I'm great. How are you, Jack? I'm great. It was terrific seeing you at the annual leadership conference inside the IFA a couple of weeks ago. Well, Jack, it was such a pleasure seeing you at the at the convention. I had such a great time and I'm still on a high from the convention and seeing everybody <laughs> in person again and all the energy and the camaraderie. It has really kept me going since I left and I'm already ready for the next conference we can get out to. Yeah, absolutely. I, I sent a note to the IFA staff saying, hey, can we do this again next month? Just just an idea. I, I, I think know. everybody, <laughs> right, you and me and, and, you know, we'll see how many other people show up. But yeah, uh, uh, kudos to those guys. Great show. And especially the, um, the annual leadership conference that the uh, IFA Women's Committee put together. That was just, you know, once again, one of the highlights of the entire week. So uh, thanks to everybody for working on that. Nicole, we wanted to talk a little bit about the same topic that that we were discussing there at IFA, uh, leadership. And I know it's something that you speak about a lot and you've written a lot about. But before we get to leadership today, give us a little background about you and a bit about your brand. Absolutely. Well, again, thanks for having me on, Jack. Um, I actually got my first taste of franchising when I was 14. Um, Like every local teenager, I was at the mall and I got a job at Chick-fil-A. Oh, wow. I know. And it has stuck with me. I think my team's tired of hearing stories about the lessons I learned there. Um, And for me, it's an iconic brand. And knowing it was owned by a local family was just fascinating to me. And I didn't stay in franchising from that time. I went to college. I majored in English literature. I was going to be a teacher. Um, But what then I realized is I really just wanted to craft and create stories, which is where marketing comes in. So I've been in uh, marketing for about 24 years now, both marketing and sales. And I've had just been blessed with being able to focus on mission-based brands that make a difference in the lives of people in their communities. Um, I started in senior living and ended up in childcare at Kitty Academy. So I've been able to work on both ends of the spectrum, which has been really fascinating. 
Um, and then at Kitty Academy, for those that, that haven't heard, you know, Kitty Academy is an educational childcare that we really do prepare children for school and life. It's an educational childcare that really fosters creativity, curiosity. And we think of ourselves as being able to empower children and their parents and entrepreneurs through franchising. Um, it, it's just so inspiring to be able to, you know, empower these children to be resilient and put character at the core of their development and their parents who wanna provide all of these great skills for them and empower really entrepreneurs to realize the dream of owning their own business and one that really gives back to their community. So it's, it's just an amazing opportunity to, to give back in a different way. It's a great space to be in when you're a storyteller because you've got um, things you can talk about with children and families and education. And then you can also, on the other side of the fence, talk about uh, business ownership and, and, and growing your business and, and that sort of thing. So it's it, it sounds like you're enjoying playing in that space right now. Absolutely. It's, it's so much fun. And, you know, everybody in the industry is really giving back in some way uh, using their talents. I mean, even when you think about the teachers that our franchisees employ, I remember being a Chick-fil-A, one of the things that I remember being there is that our franchisee really invested in our professional development. Yeah, and well, if you obviously, think about the you know, they, they got there, you interested in franchising. So there was obviously <laughs> some kind of development happening back then, even if you didn't know it. Absolutely. And it was, it was, uh, you know, lessons that really I've kept with me about, you know, building relationships and being able to serve people and think about teachers and educators that work in these child cares, whether it be Kitty Academy or, or any other child care, they're giving their talents to help develop the children that are in their academies and their future. I mean, they're really able to give back using their talents in a special way. So it is, it's just a great mission. It's a great place to tell stories and how these children are developing, how these teachers are developing themselves and how these business owners are thriving. Tell me about your marketing team at Kitty Academy. How, how big of a team do you have right now? Uh, we have an incredible marketing team at Kitty Academy. I always say they fill my cup in every way. Um, we have, we really try to, we really try to take a balance of we have our internal marketing experts and then partner with best in class agencies and partners. Um, and they are an extension of our team. So when you look at the size of the marketing team, we're 15 people internally. And then we partner with the external partners, the people that are, like I said, best in class. And we really try to have structured ourselves somewhat of an agency style format to be able mm -hmm. to best serve our franchisees. We want to be experts for them. We want to be able to provide guidance for them. And, and likewise, again, set up like kind of with an agency mentality, we listen to them. We want to understand their challenges. We want to understand how we can serve them so that they can best serve their communities. I like that idea of sort of the internal agency mindset, because I think it makes you look at the other internal stakeholders and the franchisees and the franchisees teams, you look at them like they're a client. And, and I think when you have that mindset of these internal people are actually my client, these are the people I'm here to serve every day. Mm -hmm. I think that kind of takes us out of what we see in some other systems where it turns into more politics and fiefdoms and, and things like that. And, and you and your team are actually there to serve the rest of the system and the rest of the brand. 
Absolutely. We, you know, it's not a true agency in a sense, but you know, we are there to serve them. We want to listen to the challenges that they're having. We want to provide them with, you know, as any franchisor would, the tools, systems, and resources that they need to solve challenges locally. But then like most franchise systems, we also market nationally. So they're giving us great insights, whether it be our franchisees, asking parents, doing market research to understand what parents are looking for and really marrying our franchisees needs and their business needs with what parents are looking for to provide the best tools and resources for our franchisees to market and in, in their locations. When it comes to your team, you mentioned something when we spoke last time about building a team of leaders, not just leading a team, but actually building leadership skills within everyone on the team. Tell me a little bit more about that. Absolutely. I believe strongly that every single person has the capabilities to be a leader in their own way. And some of them just need more permission. I think as leaders, whether you're leading a team or a department, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be that go-to, have all the answers. Um, And and that can get really tiring and it's death by a thousand cuts. If you're the go-to person for everything, oh my gosh, how are you going to be able to do other things? And so fostering this leadership mindset for everyone on your team really amplifies your efforts. And and what I've found is really empowering the team and giving them that permission um, is, is really a gift. You're giving them permission to try things. You're giving them the confidence that you got this, you know this. Um, what or what resources do you need to, to gain your confidence and your, your knowledge base that you need? But it's also with empowerment and creating a team of leaders, you're giving them also the opportunity to fail forward. And that's how they learn. They're not only learning by mentors and the people around them, they're learning true lessons and gaining confidence that way as well. If you're empowering these people, it it seems sort of the next step is they're giving you a certain level of confidence in them and, and you're now trusting them to maybe grow in other directions or take on other projects or, or take on other responsibilities. Tell me about building trust within a team. If you haven't done this before, and maybe you've got a new team, there's a, there's a lot of people out there moving around, new jobs, new new positions, who, who maybe are building a team right now here in, mm-hmm. in uh, early 2022. How do you start uh, building that trust within a team? Absolutely. So I think, you know, kind of starting with the core of leadership, they're managers and they're leaders, and they're two very different things. And I think, you know, by showing great leadership skills, and I'll talk about what I mean by that in in a second here, um, I think that in turn really starts to build the trust. If you're micromanaging or simply managing their projects, that really drains everyone and yeah. shows that you, you don't have a level of trust in them. And so getting them focused on the vision, really then the tasks will be the outcome of that. And so you really don't need to manage the tasks. But when I think of what is important from a leadership perspective and building that trust in a team, we talk a lot around here about authenticity and transparency. And being an authentic leader. And that doesn't, you know, authenticity doesn't mean you bear everything. Transparency doesn't mean you spill the beans on everything. It's really about 
look, I'm going to be authentic with you. We're going to share, um, you know, the good stuff, the bad stuff, and we're going to work through it together. And so we, we really have built, at least within my team and, and our whole company, we really do lead with this authentic leadership style and also really a, um, a servant leadership style. You know, part of, you know, being transparent and things like that is you give people the tools that they need, but then how can I help them? What are the things that you need from me to be supportive? Um, you know, the command and control approach is long gone. Yeah. And so I think that when you empower your team, I think that they inherently trust you because you're trusting them. It's, it's re- reciprocating that trust. Um, you know, one of the other things I always talk to my team about is everybody needs to see that you as a leader and each other as colleagues and teammates, that we're advocating for each other. We're supporting each other, developing each other and growing each other. And I have mentors, you know, mentors aren't just, you know, C-suite members or leaders or um, people that are writing books. Mentors are all around you. Mm-hmm. Uh, my strongest mentors are my team, are everyone on my team. I learn something from them every day. Um, so I think, you know, those are just some of the ways to build trust. And, you know, one of the outcomes of trust that I really get excited about is, once you build trust with your team, you really uh, gives you permission to provide them the gift of feedback, and it makes them comfortable giving you the gift of feedback. It gives them that voice to have those conversations and be transparent with each other. I love that idea of transparency within a team and, and even within other teams under the organization. Mm-hmm. How do you um, how do you share what's going on within your team? Do you get together every day or every few days, the entire team to talk about what types of things people are working on, or do you use uh, any technologies or, or communication devices to, um, you know, to kind of share what people are doing and, and making sure that everyone is aware of what's going on? That's a great question. There's, there's lots of different tools that we use. Uh, you know, one of the things that we make sure that we focus on is communication. So, and not only communication within the marketing team, I think it's really important, whether you're a marketing team, an operations team, whatever team that you're on, communicating outside of your team, some of the exciting things that are going on, being transparent with your metrics and having people understand that you do. So internally, we use Microsoft Teams. Uh, to communicate to each other. And we have fun with that channel. So, you know, you can send all kinds of pictures and memes and things like that. So we talk not only in words, we talk in pictures and stories Oh yeah, on team. Yeah. It's so much fun. <laughs> and uh, so we use that to communicate. We also um, have, you know, we have a Monday stand-up meeting and that's really a what's hot this week. What do we need to get done? Who, who needs some support? And then we have um, each of our in you know, our smaller teams within the marketing team are getting together on a weekly, bi-weekly basis. And then we have an all hands on deck marketing meeting once a month. So everyone can come to the table and share some of the things that they're really excited about working on. We have annual retreats where the entire marketing team is really giving input into the company goals. And we're setting our roadmap for the year. Um, I think that is so important to make sure that everyone's on the same page about what are we going to focus on this year and how does it tie back to the business results? 
Um, and then externally, we're really big on, you know, communicating, whether it be monthly at our leadership meeting. Um, I do a little sizzle reel of uh, to really promote and advocate what the team is working on. Oh, nice. And uh, yeah, I think it's so important because marketing is such an investment, Jack. You, you know how it's like, sometimes it just looks like a big number. Yeah, yeah. Right. Or, or, and, or a big expense that no one really understands what actually goes into it, right? <laughs> it's right. a line item. What's going say, on and, over there? Right. That's a big check. I always, anytime somebody says it's a cost or an expense, I'm like, no, no, it's an investment. Mm -hmm. So we, we constantly use the word investment around here because we always say, here's the investment, here's the return. And so for us, it's so critical to communicate with our franchisees. We're very transparent with our, our franchisees about how our brand building fund is invested and what the results are for them. And with our, with our internal team, some of which are, you know, some are really want to get into the details of the data. Some just want to know what's out there and we want to keep them excited about the brand. And so we really do tell those stories through uh, all hands on deck meetings, through Yammer, through email communications. So I just keep people excited about what's happening in the brand. You mentioned a while ago about your, um, a sort of deep interest in psychology and how that relates to marketing and leadership. I want to talk a little bit about that. How, how did this start? Was this something you studied in school or, or something you just sort of picked up along the way? It's interesting because I, at one point did think I wanted to be in psychology. And I always said, if I wasn't doing marketing, I'd probably do psychology because they really do go hand in hand. Yeah. Some people it. would argue that you, you actually are in psychology if right. you're working in marketing. <laughs> this right. is just psychology people. that, yeah, psychology that, uh, that results in growing a business, perhaps that's, that's marketing maybe. Absolutely. I've just always been fascinated by what makes people tick. Yeah. And then you even, even the, the English lit piece, you know, me majoring in English lit in undergrad and, you know, marketing is like crafting a story. It's complex. It's multifaceted. You're trying to get in the mind of what this character is going to do, what it is that they want. And then you can take and, and craft your story of the brand and what's going to make, you know, that customer, the hero for using your brand. Um, and so, you know, marketing, psychology, English, they all fit together for me. And, you know, I just love putting myself in the mindset of others to see how different situations would make them feel. And I do that both with my team, you know, internally, when we talk about, okay, what does our team need to accomplish? Let me put myself in the shoes of this team member who might be going through um, something, you know, outside of work. What can I do for them? Or if I was that team member in that meeting, what could I have maybe done differently to help pitch that, you know, pitch that idea? Mm -hmm. So it's an interesting exercise just to really consciously put yourself in the shoes of others and understand what is my customer going through? What are my teammates going through? What is a business owner? What's a franchisee going through? And, and what, what are they thinking and feeling? And how can I make that connection? Um, you know, I really credit the, the light bulb moment for making the strong connection between marketing and psychology uh, with, a, with a professor. His name is Dr. Robert Cialdini. I don't know if you've heard of him, but he wrote a book called Influence, the Psychology of Persuasion. Hmm. And it's all about the, the, he did so much research. Uh, this book has been reprinted so many times, um, but he did a lot of research into the power 
of, of psychology and ethical influence on people. And what are those principles? And then how can you use them in communications, in sales, in marketing? Um, not in a not in a bad way, but in a good way. You know, something like um, people buy from people they like. We hear that a right, lot. So right. one of his principles mm-hmm. is liking. Mm-hmm. No scarcity. I mean, is is these are all things that we talk about all the time. But he he really did a lot of research on what is the influ- what is the influence of scarcity on a marketing tactic. Um, so that's really um, the thing that made the light bulb go off for me. And I, I'd recommend anybody read that book. Look at look at Dr. Cialdini. He's done just so much research in that field. One thing I wanted to go back to uh, when it comes to storytelling that you said really resonated with me because I think a lot of brands get this wrong. And that is storytelling is not our brand started in 1965 and you know here's our founder and here's how great we are and here's how we've grown our company. Great storytelling is making the customer, the hero of the story. And you are there to provide the tools or whatever you're providing to help them grow. But making the customer the center of the story is what I think you do really well. And I think a lot of brands could use a little help on. That is, that's so true. I always, you know, I think we've all been in those conversations where you're in a room or you're just, you're, you're talking about marketing um, and somebody goes, Hey, I have an idea. Let's tell them how great we are. (laughs) Let's tell them how amazing we are. And I always, I always take a deep breath and say, okay, but like, what's, we always call it the with them, the what's in it for me. Right. Right. Does anyone really care that that I'm in the marketing team here. Does any, you know, like the customer is worried about their needs and not us, you know, uh, feature dumping. We always say features tell, (laughs) benefits sell. Yeah. I learned early (laughs) in marketing, my boss always used to say that and it stuck with me, but it's so true. Like, what do they need? What do they need? It's, and they don't, you know, yes, it's a nice proof point that the company has been around for so many years and, you know, that shows longevity and things like that. But the customer wants to know, at least from Kitty Academy, that they're going to have a, a great experience. They're going to have an extension of, of their community that will really care and nurture for their child and, and prepare their child for school or make sure their child is safe during the day. That's what, that's what parents care about. So they want to know what teacher is caring for their child. They want to know what the child is learning, what the child is eating. Um, they want that, that, that feeling of security that their child's going to be taken care of. And, and that's where you have to get into the mind of the parents and say, what's important to them and how can I help them kind of crowd, you know, come into the fold at Kitty Academy and how can we help them solve that problem? Excellent. Anything new brewing at Kitty Academy for the rest of 2022? Any new projects or anything exciting coming down the road for us? Well, we, we're always working on something new. Um, this isn't really news, but you know, one of the things I'm really excited about, um, and I think most people would be surprised, is just how resilient childcare and the industry was during COVID. Um, you know, we are growing at a really fast pace. We're going to be opening in three to four new states this year. Wow. We're already in 32. We're going to have three or four. Um, but we had 70 franchise agreements signed last year, deep in COVID, you know, nearly 70. And to me, that just fuels, 
the innovation and the excitement at this company. So, you know, some of the things that we're working on where, you know, we invest heavily in technology that gives our customers a better experience. So during COVID, we were, you know, or right before COVID hit, we were the first to launch a digital enrollment for our web, on our website for parents to make it easy. I don't know if you have children in childcare or, you know, any of the listeners do, but you get the packet of 10 papers, you got to fill out your name 20 times um, <laughs> and all your history. So we said, no, there's got to be a better way. So that launched uh, right before COVID. And we just rolled out an extension of that. So it's really about a scheduling feature for parents to find real times that they can come in and meet with our academies. Um, so that's rolling out right now. We launched a new national event last year focused on giving back to the community. Um, we, we created a partnership with Family Promise, which is an organization uh, focused on uh, family homelessness. And most of the, the clients and people that have needs that work with Family Promise are single head of household women. And so we spent a lot of time last year focusing on how do we support women in the workplace? And it was just a perfect partnership with Family Promise because they too are focusing on how do we get women that, that want to get back into the workplace back to work? I'm sure you've heard all the stories and stats about women being burned out. And you know now we're looking at one in three women have considered leaving the workforce or downshifting careers because of just the stress of COVID and how they lost more jobs than men. So we spent a lot of time focusing last year, Jack, on um, coming up with a way to um, support women and families in the workplace. So we worked with Family Promise and did a, a $40,000 grant to give scholarships so that people interested in teaching careers could get their credentials, regardless of where they worked, whether they yeah. work for us or a competitor. We want, we want teachers in classrooms educating children and so that money is really started up some scholarships for those credentials and also help fund uh, Family Promise as a leadership academy uh, for their, um, their employees to help women get back in the workforce. Um, we also have, um, you know, internally for our company, we rolled out a lot of new benefits for, for our working parents, whether it be flexible schedules, increased maternity leave, a phase in and phase out program. For parents uh, who are having, you know, having a child, adopting a child, moms and dads, what does that phase in and phase out plan look like for them? Because it is very stressful to come back to work when you have a, you know, a six or a 12 week old at home. Um, and then the next, the, the next thing I would say is that we're working on is we are on the cusp of our first in-person conference since COVID. And I'm so excited. Oh, wow. And that's where we, I know, isn't that great? It's, it's just so good to be back in person. I love it. Um, so we have, um, I'm not ready to tell you the things we're going to launch there, but we do have some exciting things that we're going to launch for our franchisees in June. And then uh, we, that's where we announce all of our new efforts. Um, so we're going to announce some new things there. And then we're also going to be doing some fun things. Like I'm going to have a fireside chat with uh, Robert Hershebeck from Shark Tank. And we have an educational keynote coming in who's a children's author. So uh, we have a lot of a lot of really neat stuff coming up in addition to the things that we kept focused on last year. It sounds like you've got a, a busy year ahead. If anyone is interested in learning more about some of these or just connecting with you and maybe asking a few more questions, where can we send them? Absolutely. You can find me on LinkedIn. 
So, um, you know, I'm on LinkedIn, I always try to um, look at all the great content on there. I try to share things about some of the things that we're doing or just what, what are people talking about in marketing and the business world? So find me on LinkedIn, find Kitty Academy on LinkedIn, um, or you can go to the kittyacademy.com website if you just want to learn more about Kitty Academy. Um, but if you want to connect with me, I'd say just send me a message on LinkedIn and uh, be happy to connect with you. Excellent. Nicole, thanks so much for chatting with us today. And we will see you very soon at another franchise event down the road. That sounds great, Jack. Thank you so much for having me today. I really enjoyed it. Before we go, a quick word from today's sponsor, Exults. Creating solutions and driving results for over 15 years, Exults is founded on the foundation of driving results. Recent demand is picked up in the digital human resources and recruiting space, and Exults is driving qualified candidates to clients. Exults also drives digital public relations online, allowing your franchise to control the conversation related to your brand. Learn more at exults.com. Exults, driving leads, driving results. And thanks for listening to Social Geek. We're here to help you get yourself ready for the comeback of a lifetime. This is the Social Geek Radio Network.